everyone. This is Wanda Alger, and today is Friday, October 13th, Friday the 13th. And today is supposed to be a day of rage. For those who are standing with Israel, there has been threats worldwide that today is going to be a day of violence across many cities. Now, in this nation, uh, who knows what that's going to look like? It's still early in the day when I'm uh, taping this. And so we're going to see what really happens. Personally, I believe that it's going to start small and in isolated places. But here's the thing about uh, how the enemy operates. He's operating through threats, through signaling, all to incite fear. Well, as I was uh, praying about this, the Lord reminded me about a prophetic dream I had almost a year ago, November 2 of 2022. And when I went back and looked at that, I knew that I needed to share it uh, because it talks about ground warfare. And even back then, I'm going to put the link uh, here to that video uh, and you can watch all the details because I'm not going to detail the dream necessarily, uh, but you can watch that. I'm going to put uh, the link below. And then for those of you who are on YouTube, if you stay till the end, uh, that link is going to be on the end screen. You can click on it. But this dream was called, uh, I called it Prepare the Troops for Ground Level Warfare. And here's the thing about prophetic dreams. And I think we're going to be seeing this uh, in the days ahead is uh, there's three parts to any dream. It's the revelation that is that initial dream, the raw data, that vision, uh, what you see, and then it's the interpretation. How are you going to interpret all those symbols that you see or that dream that you had? There's an interpretation and then there's an application. Okay, what are you going to do with that message? Because it's not just uh, something the Lord is telling us. He wants us to do something with it, uh, either in prayer or by action. Well, when I first shared this dream last year, uh, I believe that, well, the dream, the revelation I shared that and, and the interpretation I still feel is very accurate, but the application was a little different. And now facing what we are, when I went back and read it again, uh, I really believe we can apply it even more specifically to what's happening right now. And so that's why I want to share this. And so I, I went back to my dream journal because that's where I get the original raw data. Okay. Uh, when I go go back to revisit these things. So here, here was the dream, November 2, last year. I was part of a military briefing, and the woman in charge was talking about how the enemy was going to attack. And everyone around the table, we were proposing various ways uh, that the en enemy would infiltrate undercover. We were talking about covert operations. But the woman was uh, in charge was saying, no, not this time. It's not going to be covert. This time, it's going to be an outright attack on the ground, and you need to be ready. And so that was the very first part of the dream. It was this understanding that those who were in the know and looking ahead as to what the enemy was doing, no, it wasn't going to be covert, you know, hidden, uh, but it was going to be outright in the open, okay? Then in the dream, uh, I am put into a classroom situation, and here's where in the dream, I get the context. And then I, I see two different scenarios here. And this is an instructive dream because the purpose of this dream is to show us how we're supposed to prepare for what I just shared. So I find myself in a classroom, which right away there, it tells me, okay, the Lord is saying, I want to teach you something. Look and learn. So I'm in a classroom setting and I'm confronted by a man who we discover is actually an enemy. And this man grabs a girl right next to him who we thought was his friend, and he threatens her with a knife. And he's threatening everybody with a knife. 
But in the dream, I look and it's a butter knife. So it's obviously dull, uh, but it's still a threat. Okay. So then the next scenario, all of a sudden, then I see another guy in the dream. Same thing. Also grab a girl next to him who's supposed to be his friend. Also threatens with a knife, but this time it's a steak knife. And so it is sharp. Okay. And even in the dream, as I was describing it the first time, I could actually feel the sting of it. It was different than the first scenario. This one, no, it was, there was, there was a sharpness to it and I could, I could feel it. But in this whole scenario here, in this classroom, even though this enemy was very real, he was very up close and personal, I did not have one ounce of fear. I was not in any uh, way thinking, how am I going to protect myself? How am I going to defend myself? What I was thinking was, I'm going to take him out. This is not right. Those weapons that he has uh, are not are not powerful. Mine are more powerful. Which one am I going to use? And that's how I woke up. Understanding that I had absolute authority over this enemy. And it was just a matter that I needed to know which uh, which weapon to use and then to respond quickly, quickly, because that, that was kind of the, the sense of, OK, I've got to do this, do this quickly. So I knew even back last year when I shared this, uh, that the Lord was helping us to prepare our minds for threats, for attacks. And he wanted us to be able to stand and know there's nothing to fear, that we have been given weapons of warfare. We've been given spiritual tools because this is a spiritual war, okay, that have power. So what I want to just bring out is a few things, because what we are dealing with now, I believe, these threats, uh, and many people are are predicting this, okay, and seeing this. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. I've already said, even in the, in the last video that I shared, four different uh, prophetic words that have been given by prophetic voices that we have, because of our own southern borders being open for the last number of years, we've got a lot of infiltrators. We have got people in our midst who are not with us. And so it's just a matter of time before they, you know, try something. And so this is what the Lord wants us to be prepared for, but he doesn't want us to be, you know, fearful because again, this is the enemy's only tool is to make us afraid. And so I don't believe that this is going to, I personally don't believe, and I haven't gotten any, you know, further prophetic dreams or intel about where, uh, you know, or how much, but I know for years. I know I've taught on it and others have have also prophesied about it. I believe that there are going to be cities of refuge. There's going to be a marked difference between those cities whose leaders are corrupt, where the church has not had a strong witness, where it's open territory for the enemy to establish a, a stronghold. So that's going to happen. We're already seeing it in some of the major cities. You know, this is why New York City was put on alert. Uh, when you have corrupt governments, uh, in charge of a city or a region, then that just, it's an open door for the enemy to come in. And so, you know, we know that, but in like manner, the Lord is also raising up cities where they are covered by the presence of God. And this is what we've been teaching for years is, is how to see a, a community, a city really establish a, a beachhead, as you will, where the presence of God is so strong, the enemy can't come in. And people are going to begin to recognize those cities and those communities, hopefully even regions, that because godly leadership has been established, 
and the church has risen up, uh, the enemy can't get in. Okay. That that's, that's where we're headed. Okay. So getting back to this dream, because what I want, what I want to share with you is how you personally can get prepared in your own mind, because this is, this is psychological warfare. And when we're talking about defeating the enemy, it's in our belief system. And you have to personalize this yourself. It's not just a matter of quoting the right scriptures. I'm, I'm going to share with you a process that I've gone through many times uh, that has really defeated you know, the, these mindsets. Because he, here's the thing. Most of us don't have any problem believing how strong God is. We, we can quote the scriptures of who our God is, and he is able. He has all authority. Our doubts come in because we don't know how powerful we are. We question our authority. We know God is, is great, but sometimes not, you know, we're not so great. I, I don't know if I can do it. It's that self-doubt that the enemy preys on. And this is what I, I want to help you with. So in this dream, just a few things to point out here. Again, the context was that it was a military operation. Okay. And yeah, we're seeing this is no, no more, you know, out in a distance. No, this is getting up close and personal. It's, it's on the ground now. It is out in the open that we're seeing this. And in the classroom, again, for dream, interpre and dream interpretation, that classroom is, this is something to learn by. Two different scenarios. The guys that I saw in the dream, the men, they were among us. And I thought they were friends. All of a sudden, they turn. And th this is a picture of, of what we're anticipating, okay? Especially within the United States is, is likely, well, it is happening already. Uh, the enemy is among us and then shows himself and begins to threaten. The first scenario was a butter knife. And I personally, I would suggest that they, that may apply to, uh, you know, because when I first uh, wrote about it and even journaled, I thought, okay, you know, I wasn't that afraid because it, it, it was dull. And I thought, well, that's not going to do much. And, you know, when we're watching these things from a distance, when they're not really uh, directed towards us specifically, it's a little bit easier to, okay, I'm not quite so worried. I see it. That's not good. But you don't qu quite feel as threatened. But see, the second scenario, when another guy did the same thing, but this time he had a butter knife and it was sharp. I mean, it wasn't a butter knife. It was a steak knife. And I felt the sting. I mean, in the dream, I could, I could feel the sting of the knife. And I knew the Lord was saying, no, there will come a time where it's going to be so close and personal. You're, it, it's going to stir fear in you. And I had even referenced in the first video, when you think about being you know, even attacked outright, okay, if you're thinking just even war uh, in the natural to be bombed, you know, by a drone or something up in the sky miles away, that's kind of impersonal. Okay. And, and it's, it's not as personal, but in terms of being attacked, a knife attack, you have to be very close to someone to attack them with a knife. And I felt like that, that's why uh, the Lord chose that, that weapon is because he wanted to alert us that this is going to feel very personal. And you know, we're already seeing that even for those who are reporting from the Middle East, those who are in the conflict right now, who who are walking through horrendous things. I mean, it, it is very personal. They're seeing it. So, that, you know, I, this is very um, 
very urgent that we understand what the Lord is saying and how we need to posture ourselves, okay, in prayer and in our minds, not only for ourselves, but but for others who are also walking through these things that we can encourage one another's faith. So, um, like I said, it, the, the challenge is not just understanding how powerful God is, but understanding how powerful we are. And I have to reference what I've even been walking through myself this last year, because I have experienced spirit of fear like never before and torment and trauma. And if I would name three that I know I have experienced and that I see, I mean, because what I walk through, I know has is, is been preparation for what we are going through collectively. It's spirits of torment, terror, and trauma. That's what the enemy uses. Torment, torment in, and this, the enemy just wants to harass us. And it's this torment that this just seems unending. And what the Lord taught me about those spirits of torment and harassing, they have no legal right to be there. They're, they're simply trying to wear you down and to tell you, you can't, you can't handle it. You're not powerful enough. They're, they're just torment, but we have authority over those. Okay, then there's then there's terror. And I mean that's fear, but terror is it almost it immobilizes you. Okay. And that again, it's what the enemy wants to do is to immobilize us. Uh, and then trauma. Uh, when you go through something suddenly, unexpectedly, and it really cuts deep, that, that it's very traumatic. And this is something that the Lord's gonna bring healing to, I believe, to many uh in coming years, because what we've been walking through, even collectively, we're going to look back on this years from now, we're going to realize how traumatic this was, you know, uh, but I know for me, I actually had to get free of it. There was a stronghold of trauma that the enemy had. I mean, it was just an oppressive weight of trauma, uh, but there's freedom. Okay. So here, here's the thing that I want to encourage of, of how you get free of these and how we can prepare, because this is this is how the Lord uh, speaks to us, is wanting us to get very personal in our faith, all right? Because when I was going through my own journey and getting free of these tormenting spirits, the only way that the enemy can do that is I am I am believing a lie. Somehow, my mind is, is partnering with his lie, and sometimes I don't even realize it, but see, there's a hook. The enemy has to have a hook in us to have any power over us, to make us think something is true when it's not. So for example, for me, when I first had this, this debilitating ring in my ear, there was a decibel seven at times, you know, it struck terror in me. And when it did not leave right away, when I quoted scriptures and I prayed, then what I began to believe is I'm trapped. There's no way out. I'm, I'm caught. And that lie, that hook, oh, the enemy used that. But I didn't recognize it until I stopped and I asked, Lord, where's the hook? What, what am I believing? And he helped me to identify that's the lie, that I'm trapped. So knowing that, I went to the word of God. Okay, Lord, what do you say about this? And I mean, scripture after scripture of the Lord, he never leaves us. He, he doesn't just let us to, to fail. He always without fail. He always takes us through. He is always with us. He always empowers us 
to get to the other side in victory. And that's where I, I focused. I read those scriptures and I meditated on them. And I realized, Lord, I need a revelation of your truth to displace this lie because it was in my mind. And as I read those scriptures, and then I began to apply each of those scriptures to, um, you know, a, a situation that I had just faced where that spirit tried to come and just overwhelm me. And, and I would speak it and I would arm myself with the word of God. And I would ask the Lord, help me to personalize this, that I can apply it now. I want to be ready for when I feel this way again, I'm going to speak your truth. Same thing happened. Another lie. Uh, and this, I'm sure some of you can identify with, it's the fear of the unknown that, you know, this, it's our hunger, uh, we got to know all the facts. I need to know what's happening because then if I know, then I'll be safe. And, and we get anxious, such anxiety. We, we can be free from anxious thoughts. We can be free from that. And I mean, Philippians 4, 4 to 6, you know, do not worry about anything, which is a command, okay? Uh, well, this was, this was a stronghold in my own mind. I was being very anxious, you know, and all these swirling thoughts. And I went to that scripture and remember what it says, you know, to, to submit everything to the Lord and the God of peace, the, the Prince of peace, it says, peace will guard your heart and minds. And I, and I got this picture of the Prince of peace governing my mind. He was the one that was guarding my thoughts and I could trust him to teach me, to lead me, to guide me. I was not alone. I was not on my own. Uh, but he was there guarding my thoughts with peace. And so I had to settle in on that, that I didn't have to uh, be anxious. Lord, teach me your truth. I can be in a place of peace. You are guarding me. Uh, it, it was just this revelation that I had. So what I'm saying is that when you start having those anxious thoughts or fears, stop and ask the Lord, why am I feeling this way? What, what, and, and try to put it into a statement. Try to put it into a statement that you could say, this is what I'm afraid of. This is what I believe. This is what's causing me fear. And then once you write down that statement, then you stop and you say, okay, Lord, what is your truth? What do you say about that? And then you wait and you go to the word of God. And if you, if you need to do a topical study, then do a topical study. This, this is why I arranged my book, Words to Pray By. They're by topics, okay? Because that's how I've always studied the word. When I want to know, okay, God, what is your word about this? It's by topics, you know, of what he, and, and there's several chapters in here about fear, about, uh, you know, feeling overwhelmed and, uh, you know, uh, having protection, okay? Once you know what the word of God says, then that's what you read out loud to yourselves and you meditate and you say, okay, Lord, fill me with your truth and help me to apply that. Um, that's, that's what's going to build our confidence. Because again, in this dream, I was not on the defense. I was on the offense. This is how we must be in these coming days. We don't know uh, what the future holds, but the enemy is going to continue to taunt, to threaten, uh, and it likely will get real in some cities, in some places. But it's going to be the body of Christ. It's going to be those believers in Christ who are standing in absolute faith, confidence, you not only know who your God is, you know who you are. That's what the enemy does not want you to know, who you are, okay? That's why you take the time to spend time in his presence, Psalm 91, and you, you meditate on him and you ask him these questions and let him 
you know, bring scriptures to mind, bring songs to mind to build your faith. You, you live in that place so that when hard times come, when those trials come, you're not going to be caught off guard. This is the whole reason why God is speaking prophetically. And let me just say, I'm noticing a pattern. The Lord told me this the other day. Uh, you know, in the last couple of years, it's like all of a sudden, it seemed all of a sudden because of what we're going through, everyone wanted a prophetic word. So many people in the body of Christ that were never interested in the prophetic before. Oh, now, you know, what are the prophets saying? And many outside the church, you know, are, are now looking to prophets. And because of that, we kind of have gotten into a default mode of we hear a prophetic word, then it must have to do with right now, or it's going to have to be fulfilled in the next two or three weeks, you know, to be a legitimate prophetic word. That's not true. And, and the Lord's reminding me of things that he showed me years ago, which the revelation interpretation were pretty accurate, but it's the application. And the reason I say this, because it's very easy to apply it whenever you have a prophetic word or a dream, you want to apply it right now because we want help right now. But what we're walking through is so huge. The Lord has been speaking prophetically about the times we're in now years ago. This is my point. Don't be surprised if you hear more and more uh, prophetic voices and prophets bringing back words that were spoken 10, 15, 20 years ago that apply to right now. I mean, if, if you follow, you know, Kim Clement's ministry, uh, his wife and daughter are, are sharing a lot of what he, of course, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but much of what he prophesied, you know, 10, 15 years ago applies to today. And so I say that, you know, for the naysayers who, uh, you know, are looking for verification that a prophet is real because it comes to pass in the next week. Okay. God's been preparing us for a long time. He, he's known. And his whole heart and desire is that we are prepared without fear to go through these things on the other side because the glory of the Lord is coming. I've always said that the glory of the Lord is coming. And you know, something else I'll have to, Sherry, I was thinking about, uh, and I know when I've heard this scripture, the enemy coming in like a flood, maybe you've heard that scripture, you know, when the enemy comes like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. So I was looking for that verse. It was interesting because I did find the verse. Uh, it's Isaiah 59, 19. But when it says the enemy comes in like a flood, that's actually, a, a, it's only certain versions that interpret it or translate it that way. When I read it in my uh, translation, and I use the English standard version, that's just my preferred translation, Isaiah 59, 19, that whole chapter is talking about the, the Lord's deliverance, you know, what he's going to do uh, when the enemy uh, has come against us. And it's not the enemy that comes in like a flood, but the Lord, because it reads, so they shall fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun for he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives. I, I just, oh, wow. I, I just hadn't seen that before. I mean, yeah, the enemy can come in like a flood, but I like thinking about the Lord. He's a lot more powerful. And actually that it doesn't even say if a flood, the actual word here is stream, which is, could also be river. And the picture is think about a, a narrow, because that's how it, I, it's actually translated. The Hebrew means a narrow river. When you have a narrow river and there's water that's being driven along, talk about the force and the power. 
And that's what it's describing. That's the power of the Lord. That's the glory of the Lord that is coming with that kind of power. It's the Lord that's going to come in like a flood. So we don't have to be overwhelmed by what the, by what the enemy is doing. So I just wanted to bring up this, this dream again. You know, I'm, I'm putting this uh, link that you can watch. And also, I want you to refer to another video that I've taught about territorial spirits. I've been saying this for years as well that we need to be paying attention to our communities and our cities. And I'm gonna show you some, some resources here, some specific prayer guides that you can have about this. But this is why the Lord's been trying to, to say, get your city ready. You, you need to have established within your community, godly leadership, you know, good pastors who have come together because that's what's going to guard your city. This is a spiritual war. And when there is the presence of the Lord that has been established by a remnant of believers, okay, that, that carry weight in the spirit and that carry influence in the city, that is a powerful deterrent to, to the enemy. The enemy can't come in. And that's what we're going to see, I believe, in this coming year more and more is that just as we are seeing entire cities that are being given over to the enemy, we're going to see entire cities that have become cities of refuge. And, and, and places where people know they can go there and, and the presence of the Lord is going to be so strong and they're going to be built up and encouraged. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. So I want to show you some things. I've got some very specific prayer guides that I want to, to make you aware of, because if you go on my website, I do have uh, a number of things that I've made available. Now, first of all, if you go to WandaAlger.me, uh, this this is my resources page right here. And if you if you scroll down here, I've got all kinds of resources available. Here's helpful links to awaken the sleeping. These are all free PDFs, okay, of all these kinds of things about what we've been walking through the last number of years. But down here is prayer guides. These are all just that you can go putting a firewall around your city. This is a prayer guide of how you can pray for your city, okay? You can copy this off and share it with your small group of intercessors uh, or even at home and, and pray through that of how to pray using scriptures, declaring the word of God. Uh, you can uh, executing justice through prayer. Guard, keep and occupy your city for the Lord. If you want to start a prayer group uh, or a prayer ministry to stand watch in your city, here are 10, 10 pointers of how we did it here in establishing a beachhead of prayer uh, in our city. And this is actually taken from my book, Moving from Sword to Scepter, one of the prayer guides. But if you go, I mean, there's there's a number of ones. There's even, um, let's see, where was, it? oh, prayer points for Christians during Halloween, okay? Uh, guard, keep, occupy your city. Here's eight prayer points to overcome demonic activity. Uh, prayer directors for national deliverance. In other words, these are all PDF downloads for you to use uh, for prayer, okay? Now, if you even go on any of these topical studies, just to let you know, like here's spiritual warfare, you wanna have uh, some helps on this. This shows all of my articles that I've written, shifting the atmosphere over your cities from fear to faith. That was from 2020. It's time to war in this spirit. The angelic hosts are awaiting your instructions. I mean, this, this goes back for years of different things that I've written. Here's PDFs, a biblical framework for dealing with principalities and spirit, spiritual rulers. 
Uh, and then if you scroll down, here's all the videos that I've done on spiritual warfare. And then here's, I've got recommended readings. So every topic that you go to, whether or not it's dream interpretation, Freemasonry, uh, you know, prophetic ministry, intercession, any one of these, you're going to find all of those resources available for you. But like I said, if you go back to that, just the, the main resources page, you're going to find all of these uh, PDFs for prayer. Now, if you want something a little bit more, uh, you can go to my, my bookstore here. And uh, of course, I've got the uh, words to pray by because this is uh, all the prayer guides and moving from sword to sword. The whole reason I wrote this book is to be seated with heavenly Christ, uh, heavenly places and to know who you are. But I wanted to show you this. These are downloadable study guides. Securing your city, this includes 12 prayer guides all about how to secure your city with the scepter. They are taken from my book, Moving from Sword to Scepter. This is for a couple of dollars, 12 prayer guides that you can download, copy, and share. I also wrote uh, uh, a number of years ago, Overcoming the Fear Factor. This is 16 pages of a study that I did about overcoming fear. And so that is also available uh, you know, for, for, for download. The Lord wants us to be prepared. Okay, the Lord is building us up as the ecclesia. I saw a meme uh, today on, on Facebook. It was so good. And it simply had this statement. The best end times metric, in, under, in other words, for those who are talking about, you know, we're in the last days, it's time for the rapture. And how do we know that? How do we measure that? They said the best end times metric is not world events, but the condition of the church. Think about that. How have we been measuring, oh, when Jesus is going to come back? We've been looking at world events. Well, every generation has done that. And every generation has predicted the Lord's return. Well, what's our track record? Not very good. But what does scripture say about the condition of the church and when Jesus is going to return? What is Jesus looking for? I mean, the scripture that I've always pointed to, Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, where it talks about how Christ feels about the church. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, he's sanctifying us. Cleansing her by the washing of water with the word, he's putting the word in us to build our faith so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So the best metric as to where we're at in our eschatology is what's the state of the church? Are we full of splendor? Are we without spot or wrinkle? Have we become holy and blameless, a powerful force on the earth? Well, that's what God's doing right now. We're not there yet, folks. We're getting there. But this, this is why I am excited about the times, as hard as they are. He is accomplishing this very purpose in you and I. We are part of this sanctifying process. Yes, we're walking through fires, but through it, he is cleansing us. He is putting his spirit in us. He is empowering us to, to show forth the glory of God. That's what I believe is coming. Uh, he has not shown me anything about the rapture. He has not shown me anything about the Antichrist. All he has shown me consistently for over 15 years 
is that we are headed into days where the glory of the Lord, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth. And you and I are going to be here to witness it. Not only are we going to witness it, we are going to be the carriers of it. That's why he's growing our faith. So even as these situations come, this is how we do it, is we face these enemies head on with absolute confidence. Our God is bigger. And I am a daughter of the king. I am a son of the king. And we exercise that authority that he has given us. And that's how we defeat our enemies. We rule in the midst of our enemies because we've been given a scepter. So take, take courage, my dear friends. Let's continue in prayer. I don't know what the days will hold ahead of us, uh, but I know that God is using them all. And he is inviting each one of us to continue in this journey of building our faith of being witnesses to his glory, seeing people saved. This is what I'm praying for. And I, and I did uh, a word, I don't know, a couple of years ago, the Lord told me, I believe that even as we have been infiltrated with thousands and thousands, probably millions, okay, of unknown people, foreigners, this is an opportunity for a worldwide harvest. The enemy has come right to our doorstep. What are we going to do with this opportunity? Let's see this thing turn around. Where the enemy thinks that this is going to be our demise? Ha! When the glory of the Lord comes, oh, all of these who have now set foot on this land, could it be that God has something in store for them? Oh, I think so. That's how I'm going to pray. That this is going to turn into an amazing harvest of soul, a billion soul harvest. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. So let's keep our faith up, folks. Leave your encouragements below, okay? Please subscribe to WandaAlger.me. Subscribe to this channel and please share with others so we can be encouraged together and we'll stay in faith together. We're going to see some good things ahead. Amen? Amen.